So our philosophy is very simple. First, you look at the idea. Is it really solving a problem? Yes or no? Yes. Then you go, go down. Then you see team. Is there enough conviction in the team that you know we'll be able to do it and we'll be able to make a progress on it? If that's a yes, you go back. Uh, you go a little down. No, then you keep rejecting. Mm. Then after that, you see, is there economics or viability to the idea? Because eventually, it has to be a profitable thing. Come whatsoever, ultimately everything has to turn down. Then after that, you see if it's a B two B or a B two C play. B two C is kind of a little no no for me because it's difficult raising funds unless it's a B two B two C. You're selling it to someone which is a which then sells it to the consumer. Then it's yes, and then you see what is the market size available. So unless there is a market size, you cannot uh, you know decide to invest. Welcome to another episode of the brand called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. If you are new to our channel, please consider subscribing to it and hit the bell icon so you never miss an update. I am your host Ashutosh Garg, and today I am in conversation with a very, very accomplished entrepreneur from Jaipur, India, Vivek Lodha. Vivek, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Vivek is uh, the director of JVS Foods Private Limited. He's an angel investor, and he's a public speaker. So, Vivek, let's talk about JVS Foods first. Tell me about this venture. So, JVS Foods is a food processing unit. We've been serving millions of undernourished children and women across the globe. Mm-hmm. Basically, we make institutional food, which is only supplied to uh, agencies like state government, national government, developing nations, UNICEF, World Food Program. Through all these organizations, we supply low-cost nutrition food, which eventually goes to the underprivileged kids of the world. So we've been doing this for a very, very long time, and uh, we've been in touch with most of these uh, world-class organizations, and they constantly tell us to develop products and go go about uh, further expansion. So after doing this, I think in 2015 uh, we started doing more and more R&D with R&D product uh, with new products, mm-hmm. and then we came up with a supplement for. salt which is a iron supplement added to salt because anemia is a major problem in our country and then after that uh, we got fortified rice kernel which are rice kernels added to the rice which gives you iron folic acid and b12 so there there on so on so forth we've been uh, constantly trying to evolve and r&d is a uh, what keeps us a bit amazing and uh, you know how many meals would you be supplying uh, daily monthly or any numbers So just to give you, uh, when we were doing Rajasthan, we were doing ten uh, lakh meals a day, uh, and then then at some point, and we were doing three states, which would probably be around thirty-five to forty lakh meals a day. So the number varies because it's a tender-driven process, but uh, qualification is essentially uh, if you have to be approved by uh, world-class agencies. So that's only how you would be able to do wow. it. and uh, just a follow up question to that i mean every state would have its own cuisine requirements how do you manage that so uh, you you're absolutely right and uh, every state has has its own palate 
but essentially this food is going free of cost to the lowest strata of the society mm. where they have bare minimal food and especially when a child is born from a 6 month old child to a 3 year old child this is like a low cost saralac if you had to say okay. so it doesn't really matter what their palatability is mm. all those state governments kind of design the recipe as per the requirement of their state but essentially what they really like is sugar sugar in the meal so that it's it's more palatable mm. and it's for the uh, women of the society which uh, which are undergoing pregnancy or lactation period so this is more like a medicinal meal at the same time it's tasty so yeah very interesting so vivek when i was looking at your website you showed you know you showed two project uh, two food ranges one is institutional and the other is commercial what is the difference institution i'm assuming is what you supply to states so uh so website could be deceptive mm-hmm. we are a complete b2b player institutional okay. food is going to all the state governments unicef and all these ngos of the world and then commercial range is essentially we make product which private sector kind of sells it under their brand so we we are giving products to uh, itc and nestle and uh, but they're not directly consuming they would either mix it with some of their products or they want us to do r&d for their product we make a product we design a product for them and then decide then they decide if they want production with us or they want just want the uh product ready and they can take it to wherever they find it as more feasible yeah very interesting and you mean you mentioned that you're working across the country are you working globally also So right now we are working across the country only. Mm-hmm. We have worked across uh, across the globe, mis- mostly in African continent. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are underdeveloping or developing nations like Sudan, Sudan, Egypt, uh, and all these African nations. Uh, I think eighteen countries in Africa we have supplied. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, we have also supplied to Europe at some point in time where uh, people really liked our product and they directly called for uh, from our company. Okay, so fascinating. Mostly, yeah. And and what are some of the challenges that you face? Uh, you know, when you are supplying across the whole country. So when you are supplying across the country, mm-hmm. first challenge is the cultural issue. Then there are language issues. Mm-hmm. Then a logistics, supply chain, government policies, to name a lot of them. But fortunately, we've been lucky because we've got support of the people there, and also, uh, like you had actually earlier mentioned, the palatability and taste. Mm-hmm. we kind of customize as per their requirement because sometimes you know from the field there is a complaint stating that you know ki sir meetha hi kam hai so even if the recipe doesn't say you have to have a high degree of sugar we add a little bit of sugar extra and ask them to eat a little bigger serving size so that uh, uh, they like it more and they are able to consume the meal and also uh, all these language issues when the tr- supply is made india is a world in itself so if it's going to south india the language issues what they are trying to communicate and what we are trying to understand sometimes mm-hmm. varies english is not easily acceptable in the rural part and uh, in the urban part uh, hindi is not acceptable so uh, but more often than not there are a lot of support that we've got from people so fortunately mm-hmm. there has been many big challenges fantastic and uh, you know if you look at what has happened because of the pandemic in the last uh, 18 20 months how has that impacted your supply chain distribution or your business so uh, last year when the pandemic happened 
it was very dicey in terms of industries would work not work essentials then we did not come directly under essentials we were because we were supplying to government so what happened uh, we couldn't operate because the labor went labor issues were there so we couldn't operate uh, but compared to last year and this year mm. the industries are working it's much easier we've been able to operate and we've been able to operate very smoothly actually the pandemic has been a blessing in disguise we've been able to realize that you know there are a lot of people without whom we can work and you know during the uh, normal days so called normal days these people used to complain that you know we are short staffed we have less people and now a lot of people are working from home mm. and we be able to manage our office with one or two people so uh, it's been blessing in disguise you know people have realized you know we can do things even if we come once a once a week to the office or twice mm. a week to the office so fortunately we've been uh, 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 able to got a lot of alignment in our organization and last year there were problems supply chain also logistics also but this year uh, it's been just uh, a cake walk to say very yeah. nice very nice right. so i'm going to now move to the next segment of our conversation the you know in your avatar as an angel investor uh, tell me what do you look for before you decide to make an investment so before i make an investment so, so you know uh, i probably made 50 plus investments now so you have to have that philosophy around the investment that you're doing mm mm-hmm. so that first two three investment got me thinking and then i designed a philosophy so our philosophy is very simple first you look at the idea is it really solving a problem yes or no yes then you go go down then you see team is there enough conviction in the team that you know we'll be able to do it and we'll be able to make a progress on it if that's a yes you go back uh, you go a little down no then you keep rejecting mm. then after that you see is there economics or viability to the idea because eventually it has to be a profitable thing come whatsoever ultimately everything has to turn down then after that you see if it's a b2b or a b2c play b2c is kind of a little no no for me because it's difficult raising funds unless it's a b2b2c you're selling it to someone which is a which then sells it to the consumer then it's yes and then you see what is the market size available so unless there is a market size you cannot uh, you know decide to invest and after that eventually what is the exit plan you know every investor would ultimately look at what is the exit i am going to get mm. so uh, if the flow chart is kind of viable and everything is in place i am happy to go and invest and i have got this philosophy written on, as an article on my linkedin and i keep posting things on linkedin you know because so that it's easier for the startup to approach me and also they know my philosophy so they exactly know what uh, i am looking for so yeah if people are interested they can check my linkedin and i've got uh, things posted on there wonderful and you just mentioned that you've invested in over 50 startups yeah so a co- question that i have for you is that what are some of the key challenges you face with startup uh, startup founders so with startup founders uh the key challenges are basically fair to say you know uh, these are very because so i i come come from the starting you know as an angel investor mm-hmm. there are only three fs who would invest in you and that's not my statement that's that's a friend of mine who's who's got a decent exit from iit mm-hmm. he's made the statement three fs family friends and fools mm-hmm. 
so most of them neither i am family neither am friends so you you are out to be a fool out there so however smart you are you if you have a documented framework it's fine if you if you don't then you are actually you know it's a fool's uh, play mm-hmm. so when i am investing with these startups mm-hmm. i essentially look for their uh, future mm-hmm. and the challenges that i face with them they have a great idea great passion and everything is sorted out mm-hmm. but they don't understand how the real world functions mm-hmm. they think you know this is out of box idea and which i also believe is a great idea that's how, that's how you decide but they don't understand there are government norms there are compliances there are things that you know you have to ensure that you have to follow mm-hmm. so key role i take is as a mentor to ensure that you know uh, all these problems are sorted i can give one accounts guy from my team now they all, all of them know the startup is sir so this is the problem they will face we have got this format we will do these filing for them these compliances for them company registration this that whatever they require we will do all that uh, help for them but uh, essentially they're not prepared to hit the market if i had to say you know because when you're hitting the market then you, there's so many other challenges you see in your life but uh, all they have is passion so which partially i like but partially i dislike that you know you should be really aware of how things are uh, moving around but sometimes i keep thinking you know if they are aware of all these things they are probably never going to come down uh, to an investor like me they would probably go to a much higher level guy very well said yeah. and you know you did mention a little bit about uh, an exit at what stage do you look for an exit so if i had to give a short answer it's very simple whenever you get it okay you don't have to be greedy because exit does not happen every now and then but to elaborate it whenever there is a bigger investment investor coming in like a series a or a series b coming that's the time you got to pursue your exit hmm. exit will not come uh, automatically to you you got to tell the founders i've got my shares available for secondary sales which are typically 15 20 25% discount to the current round but uh, i'm happy to sell them out because i have got a got 3x 5x 7x jump which i believe is enough for me it's not the time you be greedy and think about 18x or 20x but more often than not i've realized and this is again coming from experience so at some stage i had a 8x or a 10x exit and that was after 2 3 years of investment another 3 years waiting 10 became only 12x and that too also not real okay. because you know there were no yeah. takers for it mm-hmm. and sometimes the, the real exit happens at at some stage you saw a 10x but now the real exit is happening at a 4x or a 5x because the players like reliance would buy it out or a big players would buy it out they buy it very cheap correct yeah so essentially when a bigger investor comes in please offer your shares for secondary and that's the best time you can actually get an exit and lot of angel investors kind of miss this uh miss that okay this thing. yeah you know that's amazing advice yeah so one more question uh, you know for an angel investors you mentioned that you know you've got a team of people who would automatically take charge of company banani head return bhejne etc how involved should an angel investor get in the governance of a startup so i don't know if the governance of the startup so if i am the sole investor i would sole or two or three friends if investing i would actually be uh, involved uh, to a to a to a deeper extent unless it's a crowd funded so mm-hmm. if it's a crowd funded thing it's great 
but uh, now i've moved to the crowdfunding thing because a lot of things become easy due diligence and all these things are uh, mm. done by these angel networks but uh, that said individual investors or sorry in, individual uh, startups keep approaching you and uh, more often than not you know you just keep end up whatever i think you know this is it now i'm not going to invest anymore but it just excites you and uh, you were asking me about governance but i'll tell you something more relevant to it as a startup investor i am actually learning much more than what they are learning out of me they come up with these fantastic ideas and they have got so many things that you know you don't realize that it's going to work but uh, after a while you realize you know that's that's a future so now you have to catch them early catch them young so uh, now more often than not you know i am actually having a constant one month two month meeting with them mm-hmm. so that i am aware of what's happening in that industry and that gives me an insight of what where the next startup space is existing and also if the competitor is there and also if another startup mine could be useful to this startup or this startup could be useful to another startup of mine so there is a lot of a uh, cross synergy mm-hmm. yeah. and if it is a startup of my domain like food mm-hmm. then i'm very much in touch with them because i can tell them about a lot of compliances vice versa i can tell them uh, about oh, sorry vice versa they can tell me about lot of markets that are opening up because anyways i am not a i am not a b2c player i don't i don't care about my brand per se but uh, i am i am i am constantly interested r&d that's happening across the globe so uh, very good fortunately it's 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 like uh, the analogy that i gave is uh, you go for an mba to a harvard or a stanford and you pay a big check fees and this is exactly like that if you're giving a check please ensure that you take return out of it and that's one advice i give to all these hni investors also if it is startup of your domain or any which ways if it can help you in your business be involved take all the advantages that you can take and i think uh, that's a that's a key takeaway i have had in past 5 years amazing amazing so let's move on you know uh, you uh, when i was reading about you you also said that you worked with tata trust and the gates foundation tell me about the kind of work you've done there so tata trust bill gates foundations are another ngos to our list but fortunately they been they've got a very uh, significant name in the country and across the globe actually so the iron uh, fortification project mm-hmm. that i was talking to you about was funded by idrc canada and tata trust okay so essentially uh, the government wanted iron to be added to salt but uh, they couldn't come up with a the formulation then uh, these guys had approached us we were constantly doing r&d tata trust funded this project and uh, we were able to develop a product which was eventually added to salt to make it double fortified and similarly bill gates foundation so bill gates is one guy who wants all the essential vitamin minerals to be fortified by salt also salt is a medium because this philosophy is however rich or poor you are whatever staple you are eating mm. salt is something which you will never have less in your diet so even if i am very poor guy i will never compromise salt in my diet if i am very rich guy i will not have extra salt in my diet True. so that's his philosophy that you know salt is a staple so he wants 17 essential vitamin minerals to be fortified in salt and we we are working on it and we will able to reach eight 
of those 17 as of now so that's a project we we've, uh, we've been working with them yeah perfect and uh, you're also a public speaker uh, tell me about the kind of uh, talking <laughs> public speaking you do so uh, i'm not a public speaker per se but, but uh, these people invite me as in all these uh, young uh, yeah. colleges and mba colleges or final year students or first year students uh, and i like to share my story and experiences so over the period i've realized people relate to you and your stories more than these examples across the globe because Absolutely. they feel you are one amongst them mm. i was also a student i had all my struggles so that's how all this public speaking got into and i've realized that uh, if you share experiences if you tell them they relate to you and then they can look at the bigger picture correct so uh, i'm not a public speaker per se but i've started my youtube channel because i believe that you know experience sharing is a great thing and you learn from each other absolutely right so vivek i'm going to move to the last segment of our conversation there are a few questions for you personally um my first question to you is that when you look back at life and you look at yourself as a successful entrepreneur look at yourself as a successful investor and you're doing so many other things from where you stand today what does success mean to you vivek what does success mean to you today so success for me is a old age philosophy like bill gates or a warren buffet mm-hmm. you're only successful if you're able to give back to society what you've actually done these are more like miss world kind of answers but that's what i really really believe in that uh, because you've become what you are because of people around you they have given you all the support and strength that you needed to make you to a level which you are today so best way is giving back to the society is through sharing of experiences or through investments or helping someone who really needs help so for for me someone who's really successful would be someone who's actually giving back to the society and is now actually thinking about what society needs and uh, is giving back, back to the society and i would actually add one thing i'm actually a big fan of warren buffet and bill gates if you look at uh, world's top 10 richest men from past 10 15 years there are only two names who have been constant bill gates and warren buffet absolutely and that the strong reason i believe is their philosophy of giving back to the society these names have been constant forever right. what they believe is giving back to the society and that's where i i draw my ideology from it's amazing amazing and a follow up question to that is who or what inspires you other than buffet and gates So honestly these guys inspired me only to one extent the other other people who who inspire me are firstly uh, or is firstly my dad who at this he's probably 68 now is much more active than I am and you know he's much more passionate about doing things and then he's got his way of looking at things and he's he's always a problem solver so he's one guy that i look up to all the time and he's a problem solver all through for my life mm-hmm. second people who uh, second person who inspires me are, are my guru mm-hmm. so i'm a hardcore jain i'm a ardent jain follower okay. so all these jain monks kind of inspire you you know you've got everything in the earth but these people they don't need anything mm-hmm. they don't even have anything of their own i mean all they want is they would come to your house take some food and go back and they are busy in their study and they are always happy whatever state of or whatever time you would go they would walk barefoot in heated uh, heated weather and in a cool weather they have nothing to protect yeah. them 
Mm-hmm. At the same time, even if you go and ask them, "How are you?" or "Yeah, up, kaise?" They would always be one smile on their face and saying, "We're very happy." Mm-hmm. So you know, that's that's something that inspires me. You know, come whatsoever, this ultimate happiness is ultimately going to be achieved when you are giving back, or you you've kind of uh, said that. Uh, so I'm a hardcore Chen believer. What, what a great, what a great answer. and something that i have not heard from anyone else uh, uh, and my last question to you uh, vivek now is on failure and i actually have a new book that was published a month and a half ago on failure i've had this hypothesis that indian parents or south asian parents don't teach children it's okay to fail we are always taught first in class head of the line etc etc and that manifests itself in our behavior patterns yet we fail Of course, we do. Everyone does. Correct. So, my question to you is: What are some of your learnings from a few, so from some of your mistakes? So, I've done big fiascos in my life. You know, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those who would say, you know, my life has been perfect, perfect, perfect. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I've been supported by people all around me, so that I've been able to come out of them. Wow. So, talking about my failure, one big lesson that I learned is. you just don't trust everyone on your face value you know uh we born in a jain family have a very soft heart and we just trust everyone or whatever they say mm. so uh, what big failure is i've i've realized is i have trusted people beyond the extent that they start taking advantage of you so don't trust people easily that said do your due diligence do your documentation check and then start trusting uh, you know trusting is a great habit secondly if you've realized someone has done a mistake somewhere or someone has actually lied to you once and now they're trying to you know cover up for those things don't be gullible to you know fall into trap again do all your due diligence just don't be easily gullible so that's one very important learning that i've got is I'm not saying don't trust people, but don't trust them on your face value. Do all your due diligence okay. before you invest, because you've also earned your money in a hard way. My father wasn't a businessman; mm-hmm. he started his own uh, business at a very late age, and eventually, he's given us a lot of learnings, mm-hmm. which at at some stage we try to ignore. But uh, ultimately, we have to fall back on him because whatever failures we've got, <laughs> he's the guy who's going to you know settle those things. Very and i'm very proud to still say that i live with my father people you know they think that uh, doing their own or making something out of their own is a is a very big thing but i'm very proud to say that you know i'm still dependent on my father and i'm a, i'm a i'm a, he's my problem solver to go to person and whatever wrong even if i do he's always supporting me and telling me these are the principles that you know you should always be careful next time you do any other step like that fantastic vivek thank you so much i mean it's been such a privilege speaking to you i mean i i'm grateful you taught me about the three f's of uh, business of being an entrepreneur family friends and fools uh, but you know what an amazing journey you've taken me down sharing your philosophy sharing your thoughts and i'm so delighted about the amount of respect and gratitude you have for your dad for your father you know thank you again and good luck thank you ashutosh for having me here it's an absolute pleasure to be here and uh, i'll be happy to help you in any of the endeavors that you have in future thank, thank you so much thank you
Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.